Hey friends, welcome to February the 7th and to Monday's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. Um, it's a joy to meet you and I love when somebody reminds me or when somebody catches me and said, hey, I saw enough for today um, or I heard enough for today. So thanks for taking the journey through Psalms with us. We're spending yeah, between seven and 15 minutes a day. We try to hover around 10 uh, going through the, the Psalms and we're wrapping up in the next day or two, probably, Psalm 35. So I want you to join me there. As you find Psalm 35, I want to encourage you to also journey with us through the Gospel of John. Uh, John is our Sunday morning series. We're now two weeks in. Uh, yesterday's message focused on verses 6 and forward. Uh, we called the message the Logos Life. And what happens when Logos gets involved in your present reality. And we use the example that John gave was John the Baptist. The author, John, pointed to John the Baptist. There was a man sent from God. So we talked yesterday about the sent life, the difference-making life, and the grace life. I promise you, if you didn't get to hear it, it will edify and strengthen you. It will give you a wider and broader and richer and more joyful view of where your life is headed, if you know Jesus. And if you have a friend that doesn't know Jesus, it is also a clear, uh, strong arrow, a, a pointer to the gospel and to salvation in Christ alone. Well, we left off <clears throat> somewhere around verse 22, 20, 20 21, 22 uh, on, on Friday here in Psalm 35. David is bringing his problem, of, likely his problem of Saul, uh, to God. And Saul represented a couple of things. The, the assault of Saul, the, the, um, the anger of Saul chasing David and wanting to destroy David, represented a lot of things. This is the early kingdom of Israel. These are the human kings, uh, which are, um, in a sense, representative of, of the kingship of Jesus, but they're failed. They're contrasts to the perfect kingdom of Christ and the perfect reign of King Jesus, the King of Kings, Saul, the failed king, David, the imperfect king, a king that pointed um, and, and did a good job pointing to Jesus, a kingdom, the kingdom of David, the lineage of David was the lineage of Jesus, the promised Savior, the promised Messiah. Um, but these are nevertheless, they're foreshadowings of God's ultimate kingdom. And they point out the longing of the human heart for that kingdom. Well, Saul is um, coming apart. He's coming undone in his narcissistic behavior and pride. And he's chasing after David, who's been anointed already and chosen by God to be the next king of Israel. So you've got to keep in mind, this is God's promise and God's plan. So when Saul began to chase David, he's taking on God. Not, not in David, but in the promise uh, that he's trying to circumvent and um, prevent from happening. This is Saul against God, and David happens to be the, the rope of, of the tug of war. This is Saul trying to destroy God's plan, and David is the object of God's plan. And so as David is taking his promise to God, he's standing on strong grounds for his appeals for God to intervene, God to, to defeat the enemies, God to work vengeance. And the, the big picture of this psalm is that when we, 
are just appealing for ourselves, maybe that's shakier weak ground. Maybe we're right or wrong. It's just our opinion or our view. David knows he is making a just petition, uh, and he's standing on, his petition is resting on the, the deep and the broad and the overarching promise of the plan of God. I guess all that to say, when you are praying into God's providence, when you're praying into God's sovereignty, and when circumstances are coming against you that you know are in direct conflict with the will and and the purpose and the promise of God in your life, you're on strong praying grounds. And it is it is evil against God. It's not personal. It's not political. It's not just your opinion versus somebody else's opinion or, or your little world against some, some other little world. No, you're on strong praying grounds when you, are, uh, when, when you are praying on behalf of the promise and the purposes of God and the will of God in your life as David was. So David is asking God to stir himself up. Verse 23, stir up thyself and awake to my judgment. Now, in this case, you got to remember this too. All of us are sinful. So David knows he's a sinful man, and he's not talk, he's not declaring his innocence in terms of his comprehensive character. He's declaring his innocence in terms of the circumstantial situation that he's facing. This is a situation of injustice, and he's asking God to come uh, to judge on his behalf. Uh, God be my vindicator. We covered that. Even unto my cause, my Lord, my God and my Lord. Verse 24, judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness. Let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, ah, so we would have it. Let them not say, we have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. So I think we we made it up to about verse 26 last week. Again, a just prayer, a strong prayer. It's not just me against them. It's them against God. And it's very important as believers that we don't have just an us against them or them against us mentality. That will keep us from being witnesses. That will keep us from being salt and light and loving presence of the grace of God in our world. It's not us against them. But where it is them against God, We're safe to pray, God, bring vengeance. God, bring victory. God, intervene. Now, when it's us against them, Jesus said we're to turn the, essentially turn the other cheek and essentially live in grace, live in sacrificial love, live in mercy, live in forgiveness, love our enemies. When it's us against them, it's a different picture. This is not an us against them passage. This is a them against God passage. David happens to be in the middle. And it's really important that we discern this. We're living in a world uh, that calls us to action, political action, and, and uh, you know, fighting us against them. And us against them is not the context of where we fight, okay? We fight, um, we fight our own good fight of faith. Our call is to love people, to be difference makers, salt, light, lovers, forgivers, givers of grace, extenders of mercy, patient, uh, apt to teach, um, tender-hearted towards all men, okay? Um, But when it is them against God, you know, God can defend himself. And that's what David is praying. God, you rise to my defense, but rise to your own defense. Rise to the defense of your own promise and your own covenant 
and your own kingdom. Uh, David is not fighting for his little kingdom. He's fighting for God's big kingdom. And that's really important that we understand this reality. Look at verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. You, you catch it? David has taken his small identity, his small world, his small kingdom, his small circumstances, and he has embedded them into a righteous cause. And standing in that righteous cause of God's big kingdom and God's big covenant promises and God's overarching plan for time and space and humanity, and in this case, Israel, David is saying, God, you do what you're going to do and I'm going to, I'm going to, in a, in a preemptive way, I'm going to celebrate, I'm going to anticipate the joy, the gladness um, that you will bring to those that, that stand in your cause. Like I'm standing in your cause, God, you're going to be the, the victor. You're going to be the uh, strong um, provider of vengeance and victory. And so God, I'm going to stand in your righteous cause and let you be the vindicator. Yea, verse 27, yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, I want to pause here, but I just want you to grasp this. The reason I'm using us against them is I was having a, a text conversation that uh, with an individual that made a very good point that we get mired into the minutia of us against them, me against you, me against the other person. But David is not doing that, even though he could. He's experiencing radical injustice, okay? No, he's saying, God, this is them against you. This is a righteous cause, and the goal is the Lord be magnified. God, uh, magnify yourself, take pleasure in those that value your promises, your purposes, your cause. So my friend, I guess my challenge today is um, that you discern between us against them and don't go there. And then dive all the way into God's righteous cause. Let God be his own defender and yours and magnify him today where you are as salt and light for our great Savior. Happy Monday. Happy New Week. We'll see you tomorrow.